What is going on, everybody out there in YouTube land, out there in podcast land, wherever land that you may be listening or watching, or quite frankly, probably listening to the audio that has already been uploaded, wherever you may be listening to this podcast from. <laughs> Welcome to a new episode of Ready, Set, Action Commentaries. I am your host, and I have Anika Chung here with me. Well, not really. She's just getting ready. She's getting ready, so she'll be in here in a minute. But anyway, yes, uh, as you can see, we are on year four of Harry Potter. We have Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. And I'm not going to lie, the the, <laughs> the, uh, the Max... Uh, I, I, I just think it's funny because the, uh, the Max... Uh, what is it uh, a poster for the movie it's just so weird because i mean the the mer people right there i mean out of everything that they wanted to put they wanted to put the mer people it's so strange really 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 strange just very strange and yes i know that this is that we're just you know talking in some audio right now just because uh, just waiting for Anika to get in here. Uh, apologies for the lateness, um, but work came first. Unfortunately, work uh, made me late. So I told Anika we would probably be, we would. Pro I, I told her we were probably going to be 10 minutes late. I had no idea we would have been 30 minutes late. So it's okay. It's okay. We're here. We're doing this movie. Uh, maybe. <laughs> Still waiting for Anika. But yeah, anyway, yeah. So again, uh, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, uh, year four. And by the way, apologies, everybody out there. If you're wondering where the Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban video went on our YouTube. Well, YouTube found it. Unfortunately, we I guess we had too much of the audio and it just blocked it all completely. And it's I don't know. I mean, it. To me, it's so weird of how YouTube decides to block videos just because of audio. Like we're we're not really we're not watching the movie per se. Well, we're not we're not putting the movie on here per se, but it's just so weird that YouTube says, "Okay, you can you can't have this 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 movie is unfortunate. You can't watch it, or you, you can't have the video up." I don't know. It's. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Still waiting for Anika, though. Uh, but also tomorrow uh, begins uh, a collaboration, three-week collaboration with uh, Don Dishes, a local Seattle artist. We begin the Friday trilogy, Ice Cube's Friday. So that'll be really fun to do. And yeah, I, I'm, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to keep up the pace. By the way, uh, you are going to hear just a little bit of silence. So I'll be right back, folks.
Okay, sorry about that, folks. Sorry about the brief uh, moments of silence. Uh, had to uh, had to go get some water. Had to go get water. But uh, okay, so we are. Uh, it looks like Anika is here, so we are all set to begin. Let me just make sure. Let me just wait until she, her device is connected properly. And that, okay, there we go. Five minutes in, and guess what? Here she is, my lovely uh, co host from all the way up in Canada, uh, the wannabe America, Anika. What's going on? <laughs> I'm great, Mike. Hello, lovelies. How are y'all feeling tonight? <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. I tell you one thing, I had to rush my ass trying to get here and do this. But Ferris again, fuel stop. <laughs> oh, yeah. But anyway, uh, Nika, I've already told them everything, so I think it's time that we get into the podcast. What do you think? Indeed. Indeed. Indubitably. Yes. <laughs> or uh, is that is that how Sherlock Holmes says it? Indubitably. Uh, yes. Something like that. <laughs> Similar. <laughs> All righty. Well, so for everybody out there wondering how to join us, uh, if you want to watch the movie along with us, go ahead and pull it up on Max, put in your DVD, or put in any streaming service that you have that has Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. And as soon as we say, ready, set, action, go ahead and press play, but make sure to wind it up at the zero mark. And again, once we say, ready, set, action, go ahead and press play. So Anika, are we all set? Yes, we are set to go. All right. I'm going to try a new thing and we'll see how this goes. Quiet on the set. Ready, set, action. Action. <laughs> so uh, and de definitely almost like the same type of uh, introduction right here uh, from Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, which I've already told them that uh, unfortunately YouTube blocked it. Eh, oh my gosh, you, know, you know how geez. YouTube is. That's a lot of friggin' skulls. I'm just gonna uh, eat. Okay. Oh, that snake! I think that was my favorite introduction. How it just like went to like no. I, you know, I'm not gonna then. lie. Like that snake's that that snake's look pretty cool. It looks like a, <laughs> it looks like a boa constrictor. I, I'm not even gonna lie. It looks like it looks like a Burmese python. But the funny thing, well, actually, Burmese pythons they can actually move that quickly. Yes. Oh, and look right there. There's the riddles. The riddles. What is, what is with all the damn skulls? Okay, what, what, like, I get it's a graveyard, but for crying out loud, do we need to keep putting in all these skulls? Do we have to keep doing this? And they had to have the, the Grim Reaper right there, you know, just like. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, this is also where, uh, you know. <sighs> This is where they really started using green screens over, like, complete overuse of green screen for the movies. And, uh, what the hell is this guy's name? I, I, oh, Frank. Frank the, uh, Frank the Gardener. Uh, forgot about that. Frank the Gardener. It's been so long since I watched this movie, since, like, 2004. Long time ago. <laughs> It's it's definitely been a moment for me. It's definitely been a moment for me since I've seen this, but I still remember it from the books, of course. Today is actually my first time in ten years in years watching this, so oh. I'll probably be like, oh, I probably might have forgotten some stuff. Yes, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really hating like the the the, the green screen uh, skies. I I hate that. I, I I'm not gonna lie. I I don't like it at all. 
because it just, it just feels unnatural, you know, just kind of feels just way too unnatural. Just that that green screen sky. The green screen, you know what? With um, green screen, I, I know it looks so. I know at times it can look real, but I know what you mean because when mm-hmm. they overdo it, it just looks so like something that you kind of see like in a um, in an animation. That's a very <laughs> squeaky step. Okay, right there, I had a problem with Wormtail because oh, him again! Oh, it's him! It's him! It's Voldemort. <laughs> But, but again, Wormtail just said Lord Voldemort's name. And here's the thing. Death Eaters never said his name. Oh, that damn snake. <laughs> the fact that he didn't scream was actually kind of impressive. <laughs> now, for a, for a CGI snake, that actually looks pretty darn real. It, oh. Oh, we got him spotted. Jeez. Oh my Sam, man. That must oh my have, god. That look crazy. At, oh my god, look at Dan's hair. His hair is absolutely... Oh my god, it looks like he's been growing it out for two years. It's giving me some of the, some of the Beatles, man. A, a little bit. Not even close. Now, Ron's... No, no Rupert definitely... What are you? What? Wait a minute! What are you covering? <laughs> Can someone please explain why he was covering up? He has nothing to cover up. <laughs> yeah, like what's wrong? Wrong? Nothing wrong, man. Like she ain't looking at you. <laughs> it's not like you went into Hermione's room and she wasn't wearing a top, and that would be that would then she would have the reason to pull it up. She's like, don't see, don't look at my boobs. Yep. Now at least we see that they're in an actual forest. Now, again, this is the first and only movie that Mrs. Weasley is not seen in the movie. Hey, Coley's right? not sparkling for once. He kind of reminds me of Harry's uncle, kind of. Kind of because yeah. of the way how he... I can, see, I, can tot- I can definitely see it. Who's the actor? Uh, Robert uh, Robert Patson, by the way, of course, as we all know, playing uh, uh, what's what the hell is it? Uh, uh, Cedric Diggory, oh. yeah, Robert Patson. Yes, Mister Batman. And as, <laughs> and as we and as we all know, uh, Robert Patson, more famously known as was it Edward? Uh, Edward yes. the Sparkling Vampire, the glittering oh, yes. vampire. I was Team Edward. Yes, Twilight. Were you Team Edward? <laughs> I was, I you know, but I then, never honestly chose a side particularly. But it's, it's well, kind of weird. I was cool with, with the wolf as well, too, man. But it was actually a cool movie. I liked it. It was cool. Hmm. And what? A, and what a coincidence that you know he played a vampire and then years later he became Batman. So now, see, I, I will have to say this: Robert Pattinson did an absolute great job at playing both Bruce Wayne and Batman. He did it. Yes. He, the Batman, he did a great job, and I'm actually looking forward to the sequels. I'm looking absolutely forward to those sequels. Now that actually looks really good. Like you can tell Ooh. it's you can tell it's like 
CGI put in, but they, but it looks great. It's actual natural lighting. Yes. It definitely looks like the outdoors, honestly, because the grass mm -hmm. is there. Like, I, I think that that's definitely real grass there. Has to be. Hey, we got the Irish. How many of them do you think are sober? Um... <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna take an over under and I'm gonna say one percent of them are sober. <laughs> I, I would say so, man. Because <laughs> here's a re here's a really good joke for you. Uh, what uh, what's more rare than a than a leprechaun? A sober That's Irishman. Right. Uh <laughs> 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 I love magic. <laughs> magic I just love is cool, it, man. But of, but of course, uh, like Harry's about to say what I just said, <laughs> and then they. This, this place is amazing. Look, <laughs> a small tent is like a huge room. I love magic. So, <laughs> what are the major changes that they had? Holy, fat fryer crap! Ooh, the stadium man. That is. Huh. Interesting. Malfoy. Ugh. <laughs> well, at least, well, at least he said it. Um, excuse me. What do you mean by these people? Oh, racist. He crazy man. He deserves. He deserves a, a kick in the arse. <laughs> so, I, so here's a, so here's a big major difference, of course, from the book to the movie is we never got to see Harry get picked up uh, from the. Uh, oh my god! Whoa! I was <laughs> that was Ooh, that pretty damn close. Anyway, a big major change from the book to the movie, of course, is. Harry was never picked up from the Dursleys in the movie because uh, I do not see one damn redhead among those Irish people. <laughs> and another thing right there, Harry's wearing a Bulgarian hat and he was pulling for Ireland. All of them were pulling for Ireland. Wait, those are Bulgarian hats? Yeah, what? the red ones. I did not know that. Well, yeah, you could tell by the colors. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is a serious oh, game. Oh, for God's sakes. He looked, like a, he, looked, he looked like a dork. He really did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the Ministry of Magic. What is he doing here? Yeah, the Minister of Magic, of course. Begin! <laughs> Man, this is like like going to the FIFA games, basically, in, in Hogwarts. Oh, that would be so cool to actually go to a FIFA World Cup game. So, by the way, uh, Stanislav Ianevsky, I think I hit the nail on the head with his name. <laughs> so he he is playing of course Victor Crumb here. He did actually appear in a deleted scene in Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1 as Victor Crumb of course. But 
he is actually from Bulgaria, which is that's actually not bad. Not bad. You actually get a Bulgarian, uh, you know, actor to actually play someone from Bulgaria. I did not know that. Okay, that's pretty cool. <laughs> oh no! What the fuck? Oh, holy crap! What's going on? It's panic. No. Mm -mm. Time to hide, y'all. <laughs> yeah. It. Ah! Wizard Nazis. Oh, Wizard Nazis! Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm going to hell just for that one, I believe. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I wanted to bring that up to you because I, I kind of, I don't know, like I, I, this may be kind of like a tender topic to talk about, but I've always felt like Voldemort and the Death Eaters represented, you know, like the nazis in world war ii i really feel that way just be, just because of the way that they think their ideologies and the and their in the way they think you know no i get what you mean because they're basically thinking they know they're the pure bloods you know they the best the best it's, it's, i do get what you're saying um Holy i would crap. say there might be a slight reference maybe a, a slight similar mm -hmm. to the nazis similar but i do get what you mean um once again another a, a Big old change from the book into the movie. Um, this is Barty Crouch Jr. And he yeah. was he was not seen until the end. Like he wasn't he was not seen until the actual end of the book. Which it, I really didn't. I. I, I I don't know. I just I didn't like. I did not like that they actually in, involved him like that quickly. By the way, uh, so David McDonald, David McDonald playing uh, Barty Crouch Jr. right here. And here's the thing. I so I I, I thought it was funny, but um, he he was one of the. Oh my god. Mm -mm. That wasn't cool. Uh, anyway, he played. He was one of the Doctor Who. He played Doctor. He was uh, Doctor Who. He played one of the. He was uh, one of the 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 tenth incarnation of Doctor Who. Doctor Who. He played Doctor Who. That in the. Are you talking about the the UK uh, television? Uh, yeah, the BBC series. Television? Oh, okay. He also played Scrooge McDuck in the in the in the most recent uh, Ducktales like television show oh i remember that tv show yes <laughs> there's of course uh, barty crouch senior who is played by uh, roger lloyd pack very very brilliant uh english actor of course uh passed away a couple uh, back in 2014 um <laughs> okay i hate I hate laughing at a death, uh, Anika, but the the age is what I'm laughing at. Sixty nine. <laughs> Jeez. Damn it. I'm going to hell, aren't I? <laughs> Jeez. First, first I make a Nazi reference to the Death Eaters, and then I make fun of a man dying because he died at age sixty nine. Ugh. Why me? 
Oh, for God's sakes. <laughs> of course, we we had another shot of the uh, Hogwarts Express. I always, I just always, I love those shots. Every time we see the Hogwarts Express, it doesn't matter if it's raining, if it's sun shining, or if it's dreary. I, I, I love every single shot of the Hogwarts Express. It, it, they're just great shots. Oh, the trolley. Oh, look at that owl. <laughs> God, I can't get over Rupert's hair. <laughs> it's giving me something, you know, of, of like rock and roll style, man. Something of like it, it the really 70s. is. Like both both Rupert and Dan, they grew their hair out really long. But out of both of them, I like Dan's hair the best because it's not as long. Rupert's <laughs> hair, though, I'm sorry, Rupert's hair, he, he's got to cut it. I mean, for God's sakes. <laughs> Hedwig! I love Hedwig, man. He's the cutest owl. Hedwig, like, Hedwig is just by far just a beautiful, beautiful snowy white owl. It's, it's outside. Oh my god. Look at that shot. That's a that's a brilliant shot of the train on the bridge. And of course, those, all of the shots that were taken of the Hogwarts Express were all in Scotland, which is which I love. I love that they were filmed in Scotland. Who's here? Who's coming to Hogwarts? Oh Who is my here? God. Oh my God. Dear God, look at all. Oh my God, look at all this green screen. Dear God. I know. Clear clear the runway. For God's sakes. What is this? Oh. <laughs> Jesus, Haggard almost had his fucking head taken off. Man, those things are serious. Now, oh. if only the Titanic could have done this. <laughs> oh, that would be cool, man. This is going to be Pirates of the Caribbean, man. The Trident. I, I, you know what it really is, but Anika, seriously, could you imagine if tight if the Titanic could have done that? Just like gone straight under the water and be like, whoop, nope, not hitting you, Iceberg. Bloop, bloop. That, that would have been so cool. Yeah, end of movie and Jack lives. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> ah, here we go. Now we're back in the castle. Now we're back in the... <laughs> <laughs> what? He's dancing, man. He's trotting. Oh, no, he running. looks like he's about to have a heart. He's holding his. <laughs> looks like he's about to have a heart attack. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> the way he runs, he's just—he's just not used to running. So here's the funny thing. So John Hurt, who originally uh, played, uh, of course, uh, Mr. Ollivander, the wand maker, he was reprised to, or he was set to reprise his role as Garrick Ollivander in this movie. And, um, and he, and he, he, uh, and, and cause he had a four, he had a four film contract cause he was going to do, cause he was going to do this movie. And of course he was going to do the Deathly Hallows part one and two. Um, but his scenes in this movie were cut, which I abs it, that pisses me off. <laughs> For God's oh. sakes, Ron! Bloody hell! For <laughs> homeboy, homeboy, just checking out butt after butt. <laughs> now, here's the thing about Bobatons is 
not all the competitors that were brought to the school were women. There were some guys that were brought to the school. Really? I thought it was an all-girls school. Wait, mm -hmm. is that different from the No, book? no, no, no. There were there were boys that were brought. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Oh my god. Oh, um, this is Jeez. This is gonna be so you think you can dance competition kind of right. entrance. <laughs> like those sororities, oh. like hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> what break dancing? Okay. First of all, look at the, those fur coats. Those fur coats are really big. Okay, that was that was that was pretty cool. That was pretty darn cool. That was pretty cool. I like that. Hey man, the rising phoenix man. <laughs> Prejag uh, Jelak, I think that's how you pronounce his name. Uh, born in Serbia, uh, the former Yugoslavia uh, was playing Igor Kakarov there. <laughs> Did he just give Snape Igor? the stink eye? Yeah, man. He met. That means he met his match. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, he did like he was seriously snake eyeing him. Hmm. Ow! God! Oh! <laughs> Willow! What? I just call him Willow, man. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> what happened? For, for fuck's sake, Sacred! Oh my god! Anika, did you just feel that in your hand? Oh. <laughs> Oh my god! That's <laughs> thing, man. Oh my god! Look at that ice cream right there. That Neapolitan ice cream tower. That looks okay. Now I, okay. After this podcast, do you know what I'm doing? I'm going to Safeway and I'm getting some fucking ice cream. Okay. <laughs> I love my mint chocolate for my ice cream. Mint? Oh god. Yes. Okay, I'm judging. <laughs> I'm judging you hard right now. <laughs> Mm. Mad Eye Moody. Yeah. <laughs> I like I like, he, uh, I, can, I like his character. He has an eye that basically can see right. Yeah. Far. So Brendan Gleeson, a very very well known Irish actor. By the way, I don't even need. I don't even need to tell you where Gleeson is from. I can tell by his accent. He is from Dublin. He is from Dublin, Ireland, and I bet you, Anika, I'm willing to bet you 50 bucks right now, 50 American dollars, that he's from Dublin, Ireland, and I want you to look it up. I'm not I looking it up right up. now. He is from Dublin, Ireland. I know by his accent, and when you find it, tell me. All right, let me look. Brendan Gleeson. Take a mm -hmm. look here. Yeah, Dublin, Ireland. I told you. Okay, you're good, you're good at the dialects, man. <laughs> I don't think it's pumpkin shells. <laughs> I always, I always love that shutter that he did. <laughs> One of the first movies that I ever saw Brendan Gleeson in was Lake Placid. You ever heard of that movie? <gasps> yes. Oh my gosh, alligator movie. Well, it, it, crocodile actually, crocodile movie. Oh. Cro <laughs> I d Silence. Yeah. I don't care how, like, uh, what? Uh, Dumbledore is what? Like 170 years old? Homeboy got some lungs. 
Man, he knows how to give sound a class out there. Mm -hmm. Sound <laughs> I'm just see. I'm just looking around, and I'm just seeing a bunch of ice cream. And <laughs> it's just, it really makes me want ice cream now. I'm gonna go buy some damn. I'm gonna go buy some freaking ice cream after this podcast. It's. <laughs> and I gotta point out the girls' cost. The girls' um school outfit for the girls. Like, I like their costume. This was actually made. Oh, for very the, well. for the Bo Batons girls. I, you know what? You're absolutely. Right. I loved the design of their of their uh, robes and dresses and costumes. Uh, whatever you want to call it. The costumes for the Beaubaton girls were absolutely brilliant. I mean, they are some of the most. And here's the thing: I'm actually, I'm kind of a sucker for blue. Uh, for blue, I'm, I'm, I'm a big sucker for blue. And that those those costumes are brilliantly done, bro. What are you doing? Jeez, so sneaky. Hmm. Uh, he's not. Oh wait, he is. He does have his red hair. I thought. It, I thought it was a little bit. Yeah. That, yeah. He he does have his his red hair. <laughs> I think we should definitely do Lake Placid here sometime. That's great. I that's agree. A, yes. That's a that's a great movie, by the way. It's a and it was really... starring Betty White, uh, Lake Placid, right? But with Betty White. Uh, yeah, Betty White was it. God, I. Oh my God, rest in peace, oh. Betty White. That that, that woman was abs That woman. Was absolutely freaking brilliant. Yeah, she was a, like <clears throat> hilarious. Like I like her. My mom likes her in TV show The Golden Girls. I love that. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. Okay, first of all, the fact that Betty White did The Golden Girls and she couldn't. Oh god. <laughs> uh, I like how his eyes moving all around. Like he can see, man. He, mm -hmm. he got four eyes. He can see. <laughs> and he just throws the chalk at him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, getting back to Betty White, I love <laughs> Weezy. Yes. <laughs> oh, bro, have you? Do you see the, his robes of how wrinkled they are? Yes. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. They they did. They actually picked the perfect actor to play Mad Eye Moody and Brendan Gleeson. Like. They really did a good I job liked with him. that one. He was actually pretty cool playing the wizard, man. I liked how the way he was, uh, you know, interacting with the students, like his character. Like, definitely, he he definitely mm -hmm. delivered role, this role. He's not afraid of any bugs. So, that was supposed to be a spider, but I'm just wondering what kind of freaking spider is that? That's that's not a spider. It looks, it looks like a combination between a mosquito. A spider and a crab. Yes. <laughs> oh. mm. <laughs> He's having fun with this man. Uh -huh. That's what you get, Malfoy. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> that took a very serious dark turn. That really did take a very serious dark turn. I'm not going to lie. Like, what should I ever do next? Jump out the window? Drown herself? He's. I, I again I, I gotta give I gotta give uh, Warner Brothers really good uh, credit for casting Gleason because 
there are there are certain actors and actresses who are born to play roles and there's just sometimes where movies select actors and actresses and they just they don't sync up that well but gleason here he did a great great job because it, again gleason has always been a brilliant actor and i always I, every every time i see him in a movie i love him in that movie because he does does so well why does it sound why did that sound like nails on a chalkboard long bottom stay away man <laughs> oh my god my god so uh, uh gleason referred to moody as a quote gunslinger with a wand whose great wounds have damaged him greatly and you know uh and Heyman. Uh, who, uh, Heyman, uh, uh, David Heyman, the producer, he said he brought, he did a great job with this role because he, because he brought everything to this role. Oh boy. My God, Hermione girl. <laughs> oh. And right there, Harry learns that's how it happened. Whew. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I just I got real bad goosebumps from just that line alone because you know again there there's there's been some changes already to the book from the movie to the book. I'm not gonna say all of them, of course, but um, <clears throat> Moody definitely said that in the book. Uh, there's only been one known person to survive it, and he's sitting right in front of me. So they kind of so they did change the line a little bit, but. Still, the fact that they, holy, <laughs> damn! Talk about. Wait a minute, that's what that's the staircase that they had in uh to to go up to divinations, not to the defense against the dark arts class. What the hell? That's a long way down, man. <laughs> it really is. Man, he's really on Longbottom, man. Like, <laughs> and, well, well, I mean, well, think about this. I mean, his so the backstory to Neville is his parents were tortured into insanity uh, with the Cruciatus curse. That is actually a very, very creepy shot right there of that paint of that uh, stained glass window right there. But yes, it's a but, it's a reference to sorry. No, 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 no. Go ahead and finish what you were saying. <clears throat> I was saying it's it's a reference to a lot of, of what people have seen in the past with uh the Virgin Mary crying. Yeah. Kind of. It's a it's a little reference to that. Like but yeah. I agree. Um But anyway, uh yeah, so <laughs> Oh my god, could that not have not been any more awkward? For crying out loud. <laughs> Anyway, um, so, yeah, so Neville's parents were tortured into insanity. And so that's got to be some, a lot, some bad PTSD for him. Oh, I see. Okay, so that's why he, okay. Yeah, because his, his parents, his parents were, uh, uh, wait, what? Did they, I have never once heard Fred or George called Hermione Granger. I've never oh. heard them refer to her surname. <laughs> So that didn't make no damn sense. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
Here's the bad part. They're not wrong. <laughs> there you go. Well, and also, here's the thing. Lee Jordan, for some dumb reason, is not in the movie anymore. He was he was the character wasn't cast anymore after the second film, which really sucks because Lee Jordan was the twins. Whoa. Hello. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's a serious oh, line back there. So, <laughs> so here's a, whoa, here's a fun story for you. The director, Mike Newell, um, actually was instructing the twins to fight, to get rough with each other while they fought. And here's the funny thing. I, I can't remember who it was. It was one of the twins. And while they were roughhousing, one of the twins broke a couple of his ribs. Oh my gosh! Like, Jeez! Like, how embarrassing is that for you? You're, you know, I think, I think it was like a couple days into shooting, and one of them break. <laughs> the look she just gave him. She, she likes him now. She's feeling him. <laughs> she want a <the> crumb. <laughs> God. But no, I mean, I could you imagine how embarrassing that would have been for one of the guys. Oh, it was, I think it was James Phelps. I think it was James who actually broke the director's ribs. But, I mean, think about that. How embarrassing is that for you that you break your director's ribs? I mean, again, it was it was on accident, but still. <laughs> That's crazy, man. It like, looked look like two Albert Einsteins, man, like fighting each other, man. I, like, you know hair. what? I agree. <laughs> yes. So I feel so I feel like Michael Gambon uh, from the last movie didn't really do that well with Dumbledore, but Gambon definitely he made up for it in this movie because he his acting was better. I, I want to say that he 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 did a good job with the role with Dumbledore in this one. So he got he definitely got better. He got he got much much better in this movie compared to the Prisoner of Azkaban. Oh my gosh. What is that a doily? Mm. The flame of truth, man. It reveals <laughs> who's going to be playing in this. <laughs> uh huh. Uh -huh. I, yep. I, I agree on that one. <clears throat> Excuse me. Flame don't lie, man. <laughs> the flame don't lie. Uh, so, Cle uh, Clemens Pose. I, th I'm hoping I'm, uh, pronouncing that correctly. Uh, playing the role of Fleur Delacour. Uh, she is actually from France, of course. So I like that she was from France and that she played the role. So uh, how many, how many, uh, so she played in both of the Deathly Hallows movies and then she only played in this one. So I thought it was kind of funny because Fleur was also in uh, the Half-Blood Prince. Uh, what? Ooh. What? Uh, something's brewing, man. Champion? See, can they please stop putting the camera on Kakarov? Because we know it's not him. We know he, yeah. he, we know he's not responsible for any of this crap. Uh oh. Ooh. Bro, Harry just can't catch a damn break, can he? He's like, oh, he's like oh. no, 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 that didn't happen. Oh, she's uh, he's angry, man. 
really no he's he wasn't he wasn't angry i think he's just shocked oh god now man, bro ron what are you doing man why are you angry about that <laughs> like i said gambin michael gambin definitely did a great job in this movie than he did in the prisoner of azkaban okay he did a better job The biggest mystery is who actually put his name in there. Like, should I? <laughs> <laughs> Snape. Okay, real quickly. Okay, actually, real quickly. You know how the the the, the last three movies that I talked about his wig. Yes. <laughs> that was the. F I'm not going to talk shit about the wig because that looked like his real hair at that point. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is the first time I'm not going to talk shit about the wig. The, the Chucky hair. <laughs> no, like, is that, is this going to be weird that we're not actually, we're actually not going to have a podcast where I don't talk smack about Snape's hair? <laughs> it's frozen, man. His hair's. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, Dumbledore show, man. What? <laughs> she had to knock the chandelier off. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Ooh! Low blow! Low blow! Because <laughs> <laughs> Igor Kokorov used to be a Death Eater. Oh, wait. He wasn't? Damn. He was, yeah, he was, a de he was a Death Eater at one point. So another, so, oh, so here's something that I can also talk about uh, that was a major, major change from the book to the movies is a, a character called Ludo Bagman was not in this movie. And it kind of really rubbed me the wrong way because Ludo Bagman was a major character in the book. And so the fact that we don't see him in this movie, it just... It was weird. It was very weird to me. Now, I actually like this scene. I like that. I really do like this scene because all the books, as we all know, it, it, it focuses on Harry. Harry is never away from any scene in the book unless it, they're talking about, um, you know, Voldemort or whatever. But this Great scene. Dumbledore is still in shock, man. He's like, this can't happen. <laughs> you know, is it just me or did Alan Rickman, did he, did he look like he was like slightly concerned at that point? Yes. Cause normally he'd be like, like he wouldn't, he wouldn't give a, he doesn't give a fuck about Harry though. I think ah, there, there's actually... there's the elder one, by the way. I always I always really loved the design of the elder wand. I really always liked that design. It was always it was always a very unique wand design, you know. The way how it looks like, you know, like the way how they crafted that wand is really mm -hmm. impressive. 
So by the way, I want to give everybody an update. So tomorrow, uh, you guys, to everybody who listens to this podcast, first of all, we need to, Anika, can we please just give a huge shout out to all the fans and the subscribers out there real quickly? I know we're supposed to be commenting and reacting to this movie. First of all, actually, before we do that, first of all, Ron is acting like a huge fucking dickhead right now. Yes. Okay. He yes. is being, no, Anika, I know you're not supposed to be rated R, but I'm going to be the rated R. Ron is being a complete and utter fucking dickhead right here because he's not believing Harry. Like, dude, you're supposed to be his best freaking friend and you're going to turn on him like this? Yeah, you're supposed to. You already know that he didn't put his name there. He didn't talk about joining this competition. So, jeez. You know what? Yep. Fuck you. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, dude. Just fuck you. Bloody hell, give the man a oh break, Ron. <laughs> Jesus, man. Oh, Jesus H. Oh, no, not this bitch. Oh, for. <laughs> no, not like... her. You know what? Roxy not... Hart. <laughs> oh, my God. Miranda Robinson, real quickly, uh, playing Rita, Ske Rita Skeeter right here. Uh, once again, another brilliant actress. What the f That was <laughs> What's Was she just looking at her like like deeply? Uh, I, you know what? I'm not No, it's Pride Month, okay? It's Pride Month. You you're going to love uh, me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, okay. All right. We'll just can leave it at they know that we, she was just No, no, can we please not get into that? I'm not we're not getting canceled here and I don't want to yes. talk about this. She's admiring her outfit for that. Okay, I think okay, she's just <laughs> Okay. I feel like we're gonna get canceled. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Getting back to what I was saying, Anika. So we need to give a big, huge shout out to uh, all the subscribers out there. Um, we we have now 148 subscribers. Um, Amazing for. for for the last two months now, so we've jumped up over 60 subscribers in two months. So that's 30 subscribers per month, which is really great. We need to give a huge shout out to all the new subscribers. Uh, everybody who keeps following this podcast, we, we really... Okay, that that thing... What the hell? The, what? Get, uh, never mind, I'm getting off topic. <laughs> but no, so again... Uh, both me and Anika here, we need to give you guys a huge shout out because you guys have you guys have been tuning into this podcast. Everybody who has also been watching the promos, a big shout out to you guys. And also, we just posted a new video um, the other day. We posted a new short and it got almost and it got over 100 views uh, in the first hour that it got posted. Um, we posted a, a short on the YouTube series on the YouTube channel, uh, we posted a, an audio clip of, um, from the last podcast because uh, I came up with a really decent little song of a uh, spider book. <laughs> and, it, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I don't even think Anika knows this. That wasn't scripted. That song wasn't? wasn't scripted. I came up with those. I came up with that song just like right then and there. And y'all got to be impressed by that one. No, that's pretty cool. I remember that. Yes, because you were talking about the spider book, spider book, mm -hmm. <laughs> spider book, <laughs> spider book, 
spider book does whatever a spider book does can it swing from a web can you read it no you can't look out here comes a spider book <laughs> God. Of course, guys, thank you yeah uh, gary oldman uh once again reprising his role uh for for serious black of course ow oh it got you ow little fucking feathery bastard what kills me is like p.s the bird bites yes <laughs> <laughs> Do you notice that the photos aren't moving right there? You, did you notice that the photo, none of the paintings were moving right there? No, theirs was like, like stiff. Uh, I thought I thought it was weird. But yeah, uh, you were saying about our subscribers. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No worries. So guys, thank you so much for subscribing to our channel. Thank you for so much for showing us some love. And also remember, you know, like, share, and subscribe. So you can totally share this podcast to anyone, to your friends, to your neighbors. <laughs> Definitely. And also, um, so again, do not forget. So this week, next week, and the following week. Wh Whoa. Oh, damn. Wait. Okay. Okay. I, I'm <laughs> I, I really hope I'm not going to offend anybody on this one. But why does Sirius Black look like Jesus Christ at that point? Oh, no, because wow. <laughs> um, so I'm not trying to offend anybody because, again, here's the thing. I'm I'm a Christian myself, but for some reason, he looks like Jim Caviezel when he played Jesus Christ in the Passion of the Christ. It, he almost looks oh, like Oh, OK. Yeah, I, I guess. Can with you the, see it right there? Very. I can I can I can say with the with the beard, with the mustache and yeah. the, and the hair. The hairline, just the... It's kind of, like, that's very peculiar. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> um, so, here's the thing about Sirius. He actually made an appearance in the book, of course, not just in the fire right here, but he also went to Hogsmeade and visited Harry there. So... <sighs> This movie's this movie's a little uh, two hours and twenty minutes total because I think there's like seventeen minutes of of credits or whatever. But it was, I I don't like that they took that scene that that um with Sirius and Head or Hippogriff in uh Buckbeak because Buckbeak made an appearance of course in the Goblet of Fire, but it, it was just very weird that Buckbeak is never seen from again. But um. <laughs> you know what how about you no i i you know what i'm not gonna get, i can't get, i i gotta really stay i gotta try to stay a little bit pg-13 so i'm not gonna say what i wanted to say <laughs> yeah because i know i know it bothers anika a little bit i know i know it bothers anika a little bit of how rated r i am i'm i'm, I'm sorry anika i really am but <laughs> it's okay it's all good <laughs> We all cuss. We all become rated R at one point in our lives. Yes, we Even are. More. <laughs> Dude, his feet. Please tell me he's wearing boots because that water's got to be freezing. Yeah, it looks man. 
camping in that in that morning that water is freezing uh, and especially during the during the fall like nearing winter that is a really long scarf that she's wearing by the way i've i don't even have a scarf that long but it looks so cozy though what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, for heaven's sake, just tell him yourself. Oh, my gosh. Ron, why are you quiet, man? Why is it silent? Just... Dude, quit being immature. There you go. She's t See, right there, Hermione's just tired of their shit. You know, this is between you two. Or... Exactly. But then he walks away like, Ron. Hey, we're back in the forest. Yay. Oh, this is this is a really great shot. This is definitely, this is not CGI, but definitely it is a really great shot. So real quickly, remember how I, I, I think I said this. Um, I don't think I said, I don't know if I said this last podcast or the previous podcast, but Charlie Weasley was supposed to be, you know, this was Charlie Weasley and Bill Weasley's um, first book. Like they were, or no, yeah, they were they were in the book together, and this was and it was the first time that Harry met both Bill and Charlie. And the fact now, Bill appears in the Deathly Hallows, but Charlie is never seen from ever in the entire movie. And I was that really that rubbed me the wrong way. Because it's just like, <laughs> it, it was really upsetting to me because like, why would you include, include Bill in the movie, but you don't include, but you don't include Charlie. First of all, I like the fact that, um, Madame Maxime is taller than Hagrid. <laughs> oh, there is a connection. Kinda. Dragons. Francis de la Tour, by the way, uh, playing uh, uh, Olymp, uh, de la, uh, um, Olymp Maxime. And she's not French, by the way. She's English. Oh, that dragon. <laughs> seriously, seriously misunderstood creatures. My foot, dude. Give me a break. <laughs> for heaven, for God's sakes. Seriously misunderstood creatures? <sighs> Come on, Hagrid. You gotta you gotta quit with this monster fix uh uh like Oh my god, that flower on his <laughs> that flower on his lapel. <laughs> what? That is oh, pretty for cool. God's <laughs> sakes. Ugh. What's with all these you know, spins, man? The, the the fact that the whole school turned on him, like, give me a break. <laughs> you know what I would tell him? I'd say, you either get that badge out of my face or I'm going to shove it up your fucking nose. Eat the badge, but get eat a fat one. <laughs> I just noticed Robert Patson is like seriously tall, like really tall, taller than Dan at this point. <laughs> he is tall. Yes. Like. 
So I thought it was funny. Um, so Robert Pattinson was originally not even supposed to be Cedric Diggory. He actually replaced a stunt performer and actor, uh, Joe Livermore, as Cedric Diggory. So I thought that was kind of... Um, and funnily enough is... Uh, you know, that's that's putting it PG, okay? That's actually putting it PG. <laughs> but I was I, I thought that was interesting that Robert Pattinson uh, replaced a stunt performer. Oh, wait a minute. Um, so so John Liv Joe Livermore actually appeared in uh, the previous movie, The Prisoner of Azkaban, as Cedric Diggory. So that was interesting. I guess they there like you go. Though. Now you're finally standing up for yourself. All right, gotcha, Potter. <laughs> oh, he got you. I mean, that's what you call karma. Yes. <laughs> Teaching. Uh, <laughs> Teaching. Oh my! Oh my God! <laughs> It puts it right down, grabs pants. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my. Oh my. Do you know how awkward it is, one dude reaching into another dude's pants? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my father will heal from yes, fear from this. Yes, run. Run, you little slime ball, run. <laughs> he might have mentioned it. <laughs> oh, Professor McGonagall, she got you right there, man. <laughs> Strict him, but so sweet. Him just sticking his tongue out at her. <laughs> that was always one of the best. I'm not going to lie. So, um,. One of my favorite parts in the Goblet of Fire was that moment. And it was also one of my favorite parts in the book. But here's the funny thing is that when he did it, Ron and Harry were still talking to each other. Hmm. His leg? What? Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, have you not seen what Moody looks like? I mean, he's got... He's got a. Oh, forgot. Jeez, homeboy's paranoid. Like Moody, Moody really is unhinged. <laughs> <laughs> what is he? Was is he? I don't. I'm kind of curious at what he's actually holding. It looked like he just has a stick. So. Uh, or it might have been a screw. I don't know what it was. But anyway, no. Yeah, Moody has chunks of his nose missing. He has scars. He's got an eye missing, and of course, he's missing a leg. I mean, that's what a that's what a nor that's what happens when you one of the one of the uh, oh what is it uh, one of the uh, uh, God uh, 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 forgot to say I'm I'm pulling a blank on what I want to say. Just let's let's just say this: or uh, the Ministry of Magic better be paying the Oros good health coverage. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> I don't 
better than fair than what I heard it. <laughs> so the problem that I have again here again is a good example of how the movie just keeps skipping parts. It, it keeps skipping parts of where Harry actually trains for this first task. So it was just it's very annoying. It's very, very annoying of how this movie just like skips over key parts and like from the book and, uh, you know, key parts to put into the movie. Please. That'll definitely give you some chills and definitely give you some nerves. I think this this book was probably like a longer since you you've seen you've read you read this book. I guess there was a there was a lot that they did not include in this. Yeah, film. um so I think The Goblet of Fire is actually the longest book in the Harry Potter in the Harry Potter book franchise. I think even the audiobook, I think the audiobook the audiobook's over 24 hours long. Oh my gosh, okay. That'll be my next bedtime story soon. <laughs> On Audible. <laughs> you, know, you know she's you give- know you nosy fake blonde bitch. Yes. God. She's giving me Michelle Pfeiffer vibes, man. I have to say, younger. Oh my oh that's uh, that's actually interesting. Yes, like from the eighties, kinda that's like, like the, that's like the only time I heard him speak in this in this movie. <laughs> I hate her. I, I really don't like her at all. And, and and again, there was there was plot points from her that were taken out of this. <laughs> what are you doing here, Miss Green? <laughs> like he just like he flat out looked at her and he's like, You're not supposed to be here. <laughs> oh my god. Uh. Could you imagine if you actually had a little tiny little model that moved around like that? Could you? That'd actually be a really cool little little thing to put on your dresser. Oh, that would. I, I would love that. <laughs> Why did... Uh, I really did not have to hear him go... Like that, for God's sakes. <laughs> Almost gave himself away there, didn't he? Now, I am not going to lie. One of the best designs of dragons that they took from the book and put in the movie, they did the Hungarian horntail so well. They could not have designed that dragon better than what they did. Because that, that the Hungarian horntail looked absolutely perfect from what it is actually described, both in the book and and in Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. So the fact that they designed that dragon perfectly, I mean, it just, it it gets an A-plus from me. It gets an absolute A-plus from me. Are you talking about with um, how that dragon develops and how... No, no, no. I'm, I'm I'm talking about, like, they actually, the way they designed the Hungarian Horntail... The spikes, the way it looks, its eyes, the tail, everything was done brilliantly. The computer-generated images of that Hungarian horntail, because of the way it was described in the book 
and in the book Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, they designed that dragon perfectly. I, I mean, it was it was so well designed by the computer generated uh, artists. So I was very happy. Okay, okay. Now I know which one you talk about. Okay, yes. Oh, oh my god. Oh, damn. Okay, yes. Look. Oh my god. It looks even ter more terrible. Oh my. No, you're right. Definitely detail, and yeah. it's so like so realistic. I, no, it like I know it's a computer generated image, but it looks fantastic. Oh. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> Ow. Ugh. Whoa, Ooh, man. I, it blows fire serious, Ooh. man. Just... Man, that, that, man, that dude had the nastiest looking teeth I've ever seen in my life. Boy, that's, that's that part. He's a well. He made it to the world, world the world record of smiles. <laughs> is it just is it just me or did his or did Kakarov's smile look like he had wooden teeth? <laughs> it looked like they met. <laughs> oh sh damn. Where's a weenie on a stick when you need one? <laughs> <laughs> Wee! <laughs> yes! Firebolt to the rescue! Also, I don't like how they said Accio. They, it, like, the... Oh boy, oh dear, that's that's not good. That's not good at all. It's loose, man. It, it was right for vengeance. <laughs> Dragon's loose and... Oh! Mm-mm. <laughs> Staples like, what happened to my hair, man? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, what was I what was I saying? I was talking uh, I, oh my god, I, I whoa. They don't be crashing into the walls like George of the Jungle here. I mean this is this is Warner Brothers. This isn't Disney. Yep. <laughs> they going broke, they can't afford it. <laughs> No, they they definitely can't afford it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that was close. Oh boy, yikes! And that dragon is just loose all over the place. But any oh, now I remember what I was saying. So the. Oh, actually, fun fact here is uh, Dan actually even said he wanted to do these stunts right here. He wanted to do the stunts because he he usually had a he usually had a stunt double do a lot of these uh, dangerous stunts, but he was just he was he was feeling very daring at the at this point in time in his life, and he said, "No, I want to do I want to do some of these stunts." And so, uh, uh, director Mike Newell was just like, "Okay, if you want to do the stunts, let's go ahead and do some stunts." <laughs> oh wow! He wanted to challenge himself, man. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Get on the broom! <laughs> For God's sakes, get on the broom, you bloody fool! All right, uh, getting, back to what I, getting back to what I was saying. Um, so I don't like how they said the summoning charm. They said Accio, and it's not pronounced Accio. It's pronounced Accio. So I was not happy with the fact that they kept 
saying it like that. I don't like the, the fact that they didn't do it in the right manner. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> huh? <laughs> oh wow. It just gave you're up like that. You're telling me a dragon got taken out by a damn bridge? How's that? He work? got knocked out. He got knocked the fuck that? out. <laughs> Oh, I love that you just said that, Anika, because uh, speaking of knock, getting knocked the fuck out, uh, tomorrow, like we said, it begins a three-week uh, collaboration with local Seattle artist Don Dishes. We will be doing the uh, Friday trilogy. So Ice Cube's Friday. So we'll do Friday this Sunday, next Friday, sad, next Friday, next Sunday, and of course the Friday after that, the Sunday after that. So... <laughs> Try, try saying what I just said five times really, really fast, and see if you don't get your t see if your tongue doesn't get a hernia. <laughs> Yay! You got back to my crown. Yes. <laughs> I wouldn't open that if I was him. I'm just, I'm just saying. All right. <laughs> Don't open it, please. Oh, God. Oh, close. Close uh -oh. it up. Close it up. I don't know what it was, but it sounded like someone getting murdered. Oh, hold on. Oh, see that? Oh, wait a minute. Now you see the paintings move. Okay, hold on. I think I got it. Hold on. My headset. Uh-oh. Headset dropped? Yeah, the drain. Oh, shit. Shoots. Uh oh, okay, what's on. going on? Oh, there you go. Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? Oh boy. Okay, we lost her for a second. <laughs> huh? You didn't, you didn't warn him about anything. Huh? Somebody explain that to me because that doesn't make any damn sense to me. It, it, it absolutely made no flipping sense to me. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> there you are, Anika. Sorry. Yes, my headset was like the. <laughs> Oh well, not your fault. Technical yeah. difficulties will happen, but at least yes. But at least it's not a horrible technical difficulty. No, exactly. It was just the radio. First My mom had the radio on too long. <laughs> first of all, I love the fact that Hermione just looked at Ron and Harry, and she's like, "Boys." Hi, <laughs> <laughs> them twins are them twins are like, "We want you, Harry." Yes. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember that stage in my life, that awkward teenager stage. <laughs> and he likes Mrs. Cho Chang. <laughs> yep, Cho Chang, uh, played by uh, Katie Luing, uh, or Lu Luang. I think that's how you. I think that's how you pronounce it. I can't. I yeah, can't remember. Leung. 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 Okay. Good. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad I got that right. So <laughs> she is actually. She was actually born in Scotland. I never. I honestly never would have. Ever, I've always wondered who the flying hell is this. 
there was never a, there was never a Nigel character in Harry Potter, so I've always wondered who the heck this kid was. <laughs> oh, for crying out loud! I thought it was funny because, um, so Katie is supposed to be playing. Oh my god! What An outfit? Oh my! <laughs> it just made it worse. Very Charles Dickens, man. <laughs> this is something oh that Ebenezer Scrooge would wear. I was gonna. Say... <laughs> and here's the thing: the dress robes were actually bought at the beginning of the book, not in between. So I don't understand why they got to keep changing this crap. <laughs> so here's the thing about Katie. She was supposed to be playing a character who was, uh, I think, no, 16. But she was born in 87. So she was, uh, I mean, it was just a little bit out of her age range, but still she can pull it off. She pulled it off nicely. And they have a party. <laughs> there we go, a dance. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and none of none of those get none of those guys are willing to do anything to try saying that five times really really fast. <laughs> Your tongue will get a hernia. A bunch of babbling, bumbling, babbling buffoons. Seriously, you try and say that five times really, really fast, your tongue will get a severe, severe hernia. <laughs> oh, uh oh. <laughs> He feels very awkward. He's like, what the heck? His brother, his siblings are so Never. hilarious. <laughs> oh, of course, every single guy has not got the guts to even try it. You friggin' cowards. And I love this music. Oh. It really is. It, it's it's absolutely brilliant. Oh, the Neville Walt Waltz. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that's that's exactly what it's what the what the song is called is the Neville Watts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> oh my god, I love it. He's like, why do they have to travel in packs? You women always do travel in packs. They're looking to see. Oh yes, you the you the eligible bachelor. I don't think they're looking for an eligible. So here we go. So this is, he says he takes after his mom, but in the book, Madame Maxine gets highly offended when she is, when he says that he's, that she's part giant. 
By the way, uh, so I wanted to point this out. So Angelina Johnson in this movie played by... Uh... Oh! Oh, that... What the... What the fuck did... Did she... She ate a beard hair! Oh! What the... Just saw that. Oh, <laughs> oh! That... Okay, there's a difference between kinky and flat-out nasty. That was nasty. Oh, damn, man. I don't, even, I don't even want to know how many bugs are in that beard. Or what crap... The fact that Hagrid's never washed it. <laughs> Snape, he's like... So, a fun, fun fact about these scenes is... Alan Rickman even walked up to all of them and said, I'm going to be just a little bit rough, but if, if I'm too rough, just let me know. And they just went with it. They just went with it. <laughs> you know, I realized I found out that Maggie Smith is actually born on the same date as me. 1980, uh, December 28th. Oh, nice. Yeah, she's she a Capricorn baby. Exactly December 28th. That's pretty cool. We, we share the same birthday. That's a hell of a way to ask a girl out to a dance. <laughs> uh, Tina, uh, uh, Tan, Tana Benjamin actually playing the role of Angelina Jolie right there. Oh, ow. <laughs> ow. <laughs> what? Dude, why... Is it just me or is Ron just an asshole in this movie? He just doesn't want to like... No, it's just like, first of all, he... First he is being a complete douche to Harry and then he just said to her... He assumed that Hermione was going to the dance alone. Well, you don't... What, she's not pretty enough to get somebody? Oh, boy. <laughs> she's not supposed to stand here and be single for you. <laughs> 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 It don't work that way, Ron. Uh, uh, it just doesn't. So I know this is a CGI shot there, but it actually didn't look like a CGI shot at that point. Like, no, that looks... was that looked like a real shot. That is, it does, you know, like. Oh, hello. Uh. <laughs> going this way, going that, <laughs> going this way, going that way. Which way are you freaking going? <laughs> Oh boy, here we go. There you go, Harry. Yeah, there you go. Get get the balls and ask her out. Oh. I'm gonna lie, I don't feel I don't absolutely I don't feel sorry for him at all because well, I do feel sorry for him because that was exactly that is exactly what junior high was like for me, okay? That's exactly what us guys were like trying to ask a girl out. You know how fucking hard it is to ask a girl out to the senior prom? <laughs> it's damn near impossible. Oh. <laughs> because, a, because A, you have to actually get the courage to ask the girl out. And B, once you ask her out, you need to make sure you don't wet yourself when she says no or yes. Okay, now I'm actually kind of now I'm actually hearing the Scottish in her. Now I'm definitely hearing the Scottish in her. Yes. Deep down is, it, for her. Is, is it just me or does this movie kind of seem like a coming of 
What the fuck? Oh boy. Oh lord. Ron, what's wrong? What's wrong now? Oh come on, her. Okay, right there, Hermione was actually that was a bitch move by Hermione. He's like, what? Harry's like, what did she say? Hermione's like, no, of course. And I'm just like, really? You're going? Well, actually, I feel like Ron kind of deserved that after what he put, how he put her down. Yes. Once again, once again, the Patil twins, they are not supposed to be in Gryffindor. They were not in Gryffindor. One was in Gryffindor. One was in Ravenclaw. So, again, kind of, kind of little, I'm not going to say upset. I'm not going to say upset because it doesn't upset me, but it's just, and here's the funny thing. Um, they were not, they were not twins. Those two girls were not real twins. Afshan Azad uh, playing uh, Padma Patil and uh, Shifali Kaud Hurry. I think that's how you pronounce her name. Playing Pravardi Patil. You know who they're related Whoa, to? The Sharma I mean sisters. <laughs> oh, boy. I Trita oh, my God. That I was going to say, those... Look like a, a stuffed oh. scarecrow. Oh man! A scarecrow. <laughs> murder me, I, Harry. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say murder him because he does know the killing curse. <laughs> yes. He'll be just fine. <laughs> oh, for God's sake! I. Okay, I love their dresses. That is, that was actually a really; those are really nice dresses that they're oh, wearing. So, oh, sorry. Yes, sorry. Oh, I, they're and very it, pretty, pretty. And Ron just said, "I would have taken her myself if she weren't so darn proud." How about you oh. quit being such a jerk and? She can't even believe his wizard robes either. <laughs> she's like, "Go, oh boy, you poor thing." And she, yeah, she's looking at him. She's like, "Oh God, these are when these are when I was in school." <laughs> oh man. Okay, I'm gonna be oh. honest. Uh, Cho Chang's dress is kind of really bad. It just it. I'm not a fan of her dress. Too simple. She's not talking about her doofus. Now, oh. okay. Now, Emma's dress right here, absolutely stunning. Yes. Like, oh my god. Her dress. Her dress is so damn beautiful. I love that dress. It's so elegant. Is it just? Is it just me, or do these Durmstrang students, the way they dress, does it not look like? No. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and say it. The hell with it. Is it not? Is it just me, or do these germ strength students do they not look like they could m represent Mother Russia the way they dress? Uh, <laughs> all, that, all that's all that's missing from them is vodka. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. 
Okay, okay, can we let's re, let's just review me going to hell because of this podcast, Anika. First, I make a Nazi <laughs> reference from the Death Eaters. Then, uh, what was the second one I did? I don't I don't know what the second one I did, but I know, but I know. Well, for, you know what? I'm not even going to question it anymore. <laughs> not even, not even going to question it anymore. Oh, hoist my waist. I, you know what? Oh, and Dan even said that he, he was very nervous about this one. He was very nervous about the dance scene because he, even he said, I don't know how to dance. And like, there they are just like trying to train for this stupid dance. <laughs> oh, oh, for God's sake. For God's sake. Phil's dancing with his damn cat. <laughs> oh, Wow. Even even Cedric looked like he nervous. Okay, they got that one right. Neville actually did bring Ginny to the. <laughs> to the oh, he got a bionic foot. <laughs> and he's got a. Why does he have a? Oh my god. Oh my he's god. having a good time, man. <laughs> what the fuck is Hagrid wearing? <laughs> Oh my god! He's like, let's go dance. I don't know what he's wearing. I've always wanted to learn that dance. It looks really fun to learn those traditional it things. Really you know, does the Weird Sisters? By the way, oh, that was a, that was a, that was the name of the band that's playing. Oh, <laughs> man, he's left the party, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, crowd surfing, man. Yes. I wonder if Bill and Bill and Ted might show up here, man. You dance Okay, seriously, Ron, don't be jealous because you didn't ask her out. And the Patel sisters were like, oh my gosh, man, why the end up? She's happy. She's like, bye, bitch, bye. Not to her sister, but to Harry, bye, bitch. I'm like, I'm gone. The way she said it, though, arm, leg, I'm all yours. And I'm just like, uh, yeah. I wouldn't necessarily say those things and all that because some guys might take that a little bit too far. Yes. Why is Ron so jealous? Like, come on. Oh, uh, because because he, he's being an asshole. Seriously, like one thing that I do, I will say both about the book and the movie Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire was Ron's level of being a complete asshole was went so high up in the fourth book. He was he was a jerk to Harry and he was a jerk to Hermione and both times was because he was a jealous douche. Like, I, I don't, I, like, Ron is just a complete. See? I, I mean. He's like, I'm out. <laughs> I would do the same thing as two girls. Well, I mean, can you blame her? Nah. Excuse me? Use. Oh, my God. Dude, Ron. Oh, Ron, for God's sakes. Pull up, dude. Put the brakes on. What? Dude. 
Uh-uh. No, 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 no. She's right. You're wrong. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> She's like bossing them around. Kate. No. Ron is the jerk in this situation. Hermione is right. Actually, let me go ahead and put this out there. To all guys who watch... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> He's in heaven, man. <laughs> Hagrid, went, Hagrid went for the ass touch. He got denied. <laughs> oh, my God. That was good. I got to admit, that was actually funny. When I first when I first watched this in the theaters, when I first saw that, I, I couldn't stop laughing because I'm just like, damn, Hagrid, you made the move, right? You're making the move. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Getting back to what I was saying, though, um, no, to all guys out there, here's the thing. It doesn't matter if we are right in an argument or if we're wrong in an argument. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if we're just dating someone, if we're engaged to someone or if we're married. OK, and I think Anika is going to say that I'm right on this situation. So, Anika, ready for this? Yes. So to all guys out there. If you get into a fight with your girlfriend, if you or you get into an argument with your girlfriend, your fiance or your wife, here's the bottom line. Even if you're right, you're wrong. Yes. <laughs> Indeed. Do you wanna, and do you want to know why you are wrong? Because us guys are always wrong. I will say yes. this though. I will say this though. I can't actually put this out on the podcast. I have been told that I have been right several times. Uh, oh, <laughs> and he, but here's the thing. Every time I have been told that I was right, it had been the most satisfying thing ever because I had to go like this. I'm sorry. One more time. What did you say? I had to get, I had to get her to say it three times because I'm just like, yes, I was right. She was wrong. And to all guys <laughs> out there, to all guys out there, here's the thing. Whenever your girlfriend, your fiance, or your wife, whenever she tells you that you are right, make sure the first time she says it, say, I'm sorry, what did you just say? After she says you're right the second time, just say, I'm sorry, I did not hear that one more time because again, <laughs> I know we're supposed to be, I know we're supposed to be commenting on this movie, but it's just, it's so funny. So here's the thing, guys. Yes. Why do we have to hear women say it three times? Because we never hear the words, you are right, I'm wrong. So we have to get women to say it three times because it's the most salivating moment of our life or in our relationship. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Okay, now that we've just given out relationship advice, and and again, Anika has even said, I was right in this situation. So, Anika, one more time, what did you say about what I just said? He is right, folks. He's right, basically. Um, um, Anika, one, one more time, what was it again? He was right. He's right, because <laughs> honestly, it's, at, the, at the end of the day, if we say something and if, you know, Guys, you know, oh, I'm right about this. You're no, you're not, you're not gonna win. 
<laughs> no, abs- no. And, and here's the thing. Anika's right. And um, just to clarify, Anika was right. Anika was right. But for, I think it's kind of funny because for us guys, whenever we tell our girlfriends, wives, or fiancés that they are right, they don't need to hear it. They don't need to hear it three times. Once is good enough. For us guys, we have to hear that. We have to hear the words "you are right" three times because it's so rare that we can hear that. Yeah. <laughs> this, first of all, that that it was so weird of actually seeing a gla- uh, a stained glass window actually move. I know, and that golden egg, man. What happened? Mm-hmm. Did you take Willy Wonka's golden egg? Oh my god, turn it off. Ooh, that's loud. Mhm. What the fuck? Yo. What? Moaning Myrtle, Shirley Henderson of course playing the role of Moaning Myrtle. What the fuck? Gee, yo. Did she- she just tried to get a peek at Harry, didn't she? Yeah, man. She was just hanging out. She was saying, oh, what is he up to now? When did ghosts ever be... When did ghosts become horny? Ugh. Oh, but... <laughs> and here's the thing. The... I don't like that they made Myrtle do this because it was so weird. Oh, my... Damn! Oh my! Is it just me and Nico, or is this just very, very strange? It's kind of strange, man. She's just like, mm. I think she's just playing along with it, man. She's just like, just she's not gonna do nothing. I think she's just. Well, she knows she can't him. do anything. But by the way, think about this. So Shirley Henderson, as we all know, like I just said, is playing Moaning Myrtle here. Shirley Henderson is supposed to be playing a twelve-year-old girl. She is 40 years old in these scenes. Think about Jeez. that. A 40-year-old playing a 12-year-old girl. You know, I'm just looking at, at the actress, and honestly, man, she looks so young. She's 57. She looks so young. It's actually very impressive, though, that a 40-year-old can play a 12-year-old. Very impressive. She, oh, okay, wow. please, please. Oh my god, please stop. Oh my. Damn. What the. F- okay, you know what? None of the ghosts at Hogwarts scare me, but she's scaring me. Oh my. She's having dis- fun with this. How disturbing was that? That was so disturbing. <laughs> For crying out loud. That was. That was very disturbing, okay? That was just absolutely horrific to watch. <laughs> I don't know. Ask an orca whale. I know. Um, so it was at this point that Harry wrote to Sirius about this, and he was he was going to tell him exactly how to probably breathe underwater, and he never got the chance to do it. I think so. 
that's sorry hard to all, like. sorry to, sorry to all Potterheads if I if I got that one wrong. I do like how they did actually get into the library because it was very rare that you saw the library get filmed in a Harry Potter movie because, of course, they were, you know, Harry, Ron, and Hermione, they were always, they were at the library for something. Hmm. Harry, time to clear your name, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, so here's the thing. Okay, it was not Neville who suggested Gillyweed. It was Dobby. That's what that is something that I've been meaning to talk about in this is the house elves are not used as they were used in the books because Dobby was this was his second appearance in the books. There was not one scene with Dobby in this movie and that that gets to me. That really irritates the hell out of me. Because, like, why would you take Dobby out of this when he clearly had a role in this book? And Dobby's cool. Well, yeah, and, and of course, Dobby, and I think Dobby... Oh, yeah, and that was another thing about this book, or about this movie that they, that they changed was um, Winky the house elf, who was Barty Crouch's house elf, um, is never seen in this movie, of course. And in the book, Dobby and Winky actually came and worked at the Hogwarts kitchens. Hmm. I can't wait to see this. Mm. Well, read this. Read this book. I mean, well, sorry, not read. <laughs> read it. Let's see. And just Moody just pushes his ass in. Jeez. Now you can tell that this entire scenes, all of these scenes are done with a green screen. Yes. I'm not gonna lie, that's too cool. That'd be I too know. cool. <laughs> You're a part fish now, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, for fuck's sake! Oh. <laughs> he like he's like yes. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. If I if I had gillyweed, if they like if I actually had gillyweed, I'd be going diving into lakes just seeing what I can find. That is pretty cool, man. Like, look at that. that underwater scene. Looks really cool. It looks really great. Daniel Radcliffe, though, he was very nervous about doing the underwater scenes, uh, of course, because he, he did have a fear that he was not going to be able to breathe, of course. So, I mean, you, you, can clearly you can clearly understand the fear on that one. Yes. The bubblehead charm, by the way, for uh, Fleur using it. Jeez. Oop. Is that a mermaid that I just saw? That wasn't, but that is. Oh, jeez. What is with the echo? I keep hearing an echo on my voice on my end. I hate that. 
I gotta get this figured. We gotta get this figured out. You gotta get. I think what it is is that you gotta get a laptop. You gotta get a microphone. You gotta get some Beats headphones. Because <laughs> oh. <laughs> people don't yes. people don't know. And Nico watches all of this stuff on her phone. She does all of this from her phone, which is actually very impressive, in my opinion. <laughs> yes. Every gadget you think of, I have it. <laughs> Except a laptop. <laughs> yes. That I'm definitely working on. <laughs> Okay, that's good. <laughs> that is actually pretty cool to actually see the mermaids, people, like the lair and all that stuff. Yes. I wonder what lies beneath the ocean. What the? What did I just see here? Oh, oh Ron! <laughs> yeah. They're all in a deep trans sleep. Oh, that's what it is. Oh, okay. So it was true, though, that Harry was the first one to get to the victims and all this stuff. And, of course, Cedric was this. Cedric was there to get his. Uh, wow. Uh, first of all, nice watch. And I'm willing to bet it don't work no more. He got Cho Chang Mei. He's like, I got my girlfriend. That's an ugly ass mermaid. First of all, the fact that they made these people look like mermaids is weird. But yeah, they the did face? get the Holy fuck. Ooh, Jaws. What the Bruh, Crumb can't transfer can't transfigure himself self worth the crap. He only did half of his body. Jesus criminy. Yeah, he's like, what do I do? Mm -mm. So the thing about the underwater scenes is that it was shot in a huge purpose built tank. With, of course, a blue screen background. So they they didn't use green screen. They used blue screen. Blue screen, green screen, doesn't matter. But uh, but safety divers made uh, swam in between tanks with scuba with scuba regulators. Uh, that way they that way they could allow the actors and actresses to, to breathe without having to surface. And, and and I'm reading here on the I the uh, IMDb uh, thing is uh, Daniel Radcliffe alone logged around 41 hours and 38 minutes underwater during the course of the filming. Jeez. And that is impressive. And at one point during the training, he inadvertently signaled that he was drowning and sending the crew into a huge panic. So they brought him up to the surface. So that's really, that's really scary. Oh my gosh. So yeah. And, and, and here's the thing about the compared to the book, uh, from the book to the movie is both Bobaton and Dermstring. So here's the thing: Bobaton had was they said was an all girls academy, and it said Dermstring was an all boys academy. But it, but again, in the books, it is said that both schools are co-ed. So I, I found that very very strange that they that they did that. And it wasn't, and it really did not, I, I don't know, it just was, 
It was very strange to me. Yay! Round two, or, uh, 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 second task over. Yes. Oh, he's okay. Thank goodness. <laughs> oh, for, <laughs> for crap's sakes, Ron. He's You're like, did I idiot. just get a kiss? He's an idiot. Okay? He is a flat-out idiot. Did you notice of how Hermione kind of went into a France uh, accent? Fleur never got past the Grindelos. I know. <laughs> I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they they awarded Harry the same amount of points as they did. Yep. But they were supposed to award him first place, of course, because he would have finished first. <laughs> Draco, Malfoy, you're a douche. He's upset because he didn't get to compete. That's why he's angry. <laughs> well, no, he couldn't compete because he was 14 at the time. Oh. So also, I, I just found this out. Think about this. Uh, Mike Newell only received a million dollars to direct this movie. Chris Columbus. Chris Columbus received $10 million plus a gross percentage of the movie to direct Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Oh, that's damn. unbelievable. That's a serious pay, man. Oh, mm -hmm. Gosh. I'm sure you'll you Uh oh. Well, um, that was, uh, that was interesting. <laughs> One thing about this movie that I just absolutely love is, of course, I mean, this was a, definitely a coming of age movie. So I love the fact that it did show these kids growing up because, I mean, you know, it's it's always I don't know. I mean, it's. I thought Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban was a coming of age film, but I always, but I think that this was more of the coming of age film because you get to see these kids, you know, really start to become young adults, um, try try out dating and all this stuff. This was a bunch of crap because this never happened in the books. This absolutely never happened in the books. Um, Barty Crouch was supposed to be ill and instead he turned up on the grounds like going insane. So that really bothered me in a big way. 
and also I will say like we you know from so ever since the first Harry Potter film like we basically grew up watching it you know we basically grew with the with the cast I guess you know although they had their high school moments in Hogwarts we had our high school in the real world but we can definitely relate we actually had a similar thing you know we were all teens and yeah we can relate <laughs> exactly yes. I mean So I just I just found out like one of the most stupidest trivia of all time. So it says while filming his scenes, Professor Dumbledore uh, as Professor Dumbledore, Michael Gambon wore street clothes under his film costume, and he also kept cigarettes tucked into his socks. Oh, <laughs> for God's sakes! Man, he was that desperate man for a puff. Mm-hmm. Whoa! What the? Ugh. Talk about yeah, they're called licorice snaps. They did bite. Ugh! They look like leeches. First of all, think about this: they were black. Who the fuck? I, anybody who eats black licorice, I want to say you're absolutely insane. <laughs> yeah, I, I. It's too bitter for me. I don't understand how people can eat black licorice. I, I have I tried it once, and it was just like. Ugh, just <laughs> I mean it was it was just horrible ugh <laughs> ah visit into the pensive <laughs> another thing about this movie is they really did change this the the pensive scenes. They changed a lot of it around, and it was it just was not great for me because, oh my god, <laughs> what did I just see here? Yeah, it was definitely a shock for him. So the the thing with the the thing between the book and the movies is that Harry actually saw two trials in the pensive he saw this trial and then he saw he saw the Lestra he saw barty crouch jr's trial so they changed so much they changed so much from the book to the uh from the book to the movies and again it, um that usually affects my score and i know and i know it's it shouldn't affect my score but it, it but it does I mean, when when you make significant changes from the book to the movie, it really, it it, it, it really, as somebody who has read the Harry Potter books, who has grown up from Harry Potter, it just rubbed me the wrong way of how they did the pensive, the trial scenes. Jeez. Mm -hmm. This looks like something of medieval, man. This is like a very medieval thing. <laughs> I was going to say, Torture. yeah, absolutely. And that was, and see, that's where we, and we did find out that Severus Snape was a Death Eater. Jeez. 
And of course we, uh, and of course we find out in the seventh book of why he turned spy for Dumbledore. Cruciatus. <laughs> nice pronunciation. Gasp. Oh. Double gasp. Mm-mm. And of course, this is where, yep. Yeah, because, and here's the thing that was another thing that got changed was he was not, he was never a violent per he was never violent at the trial. In his trial, he was terrified and scared. By the way, take a look at how Barty Crouch Jr. is with his tongue. Notice anything Gee. similar from Moody? Yes. Mm-hmm. Jeez. I, and again, they changed another name, a Pensieve. It's called a pensive, not a pensive. But yeah, so just to spoil something for you. So yeah, Moody that you saw right there, that's Barty Crouch Jr. Wait, did you say part? Wait, Hardy or no, Barty, Barty Crouch Jr. Like Barty Crouch Senior's son that that, that was just arrested. Oh, Bark. Oh, geez. <laughs> yeah, because because Voldemort's got a spy at Hogwarts. Of course, he always has his minions working for him. Mm hmm. Why do you ask? <laughs> the way he said it. No. So, again, I need to give. Of course, let me let me bring this up again. So I I got to give Michael Gambon some credit because, again, what I what I said earlier in the podcast was that his performance in the prisoner of Azkaban was not as good as I expected it to. So he really picked it up in this movie. He did a great job. He did a great job at the acting. He did a great job with the scenes that he was in and the, the way that he did act in this movie. So, so I have to give Michael Gambon some credit. He did a great job and he did a, he did a much better job from his first uh, role as Dumbledore. But of course, he's definitely both... put a lot. Go ahead. He definitely has definitely put his own spin to the character, and he's he did, definitely yeah, made his no, own. He, he really does. He really did have a tough time with putting his own spin on this. Now this is bullshit right here. This scene right here. I did. I do like that hallway. By the way, I I like that hallway. By the way, I didn't. Nice looking hallway. I I like it because you know. I wish it just came to life though. Mm -hmm. What does Snape want? I like. I said I don't like this scene. This was never in. This is never how it was in the book. This scene really got to me because this is just after. This is after Harry comes. This is Harry. This is after Harry performs the second task. So Barty Crouch Jr. gets or Barty Crouch Senior gets killed, and then Snape does this. No, 
rubs me the wrong way really badly of how they rushed those two scenes. What? No, 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 no. Nobody stole anything, Snape. Nobody stole anything. I like how he. I like how he just did that. Put his little Snape uh, tune to it. Don't lie to me. <laughs> again, Alan Rickman is is always been a brilliant actor. So again, that that little point where he's like, "Don't lie to yeah. me." Like, this, this is perfect. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh my god, and there's there's Cedric's dad just like hyping him up for crying out loud. Is that the Macarena? I just saw that. The dance. <laughs> You've got no, that is not the Macarena. It a little like bit. It definitely kind of resembled the Macarena a little bit. <laughs> Alright, game day. Third task. Yay. Right down time. <laughs> and enough with the, enough of the music. Just like all, all you shut the fuck up. <laughs> what? It... <laughs> so I just noticed like Kakarov doing some weird stuff like in the background. Like he was he was rubbing something. He was rubbing something. I'm just like, what? Like, I don't, I don't know what he was doing. It was weird. Like, oh man, that guy looks so fake, man. Oh my gosh. It, it really does. It looks so horrible. And the big reason why is this is when they really started going to blue screens. And my problem, this is my problem. Like, there's nothing wrong with blue screens. There's nothing wrong with green screens. This is the issue that I have with it is. The reason why I'm not a big fan of blue screens is it ruins the atmosphere, if that makes any sense. Yes, it does, because it doesn't really feel real. It doesn't know you don't like there's no wind, no natural wind, nothing to really. I mean, that that's a big thing for me. And again, another thing that the blue screens does is you can you you can easily tell of how fake it is. And I get it. I, I truly get it, but it's just, it annoys the absolute hell out of me. And it changes the whole color, you know, of the background of the scene. It makes it more different, like, not, like, yeah, <laughs> the, bigger. It, look, no, it looks more way, smaller. The way Phil's just, he, he popped the can and he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Dumbledore's like, as soon as the cannon goes, <laughs> there's Phil, she's like, what? He's like, I didn't do nothing. It's like it's like your uncle opening up a beer at a funeral. Like after the eulogy, you look in the bag and he's sitting there with a beer and he goes, what? First time I ever watched this movie, um, I was, this movie gave me, this movie was really giving, it was just like at this part in the movie that it was giving me anxiety because of how very secretive these scenes were the only another 
another change from the movie to from the book to the movie is there were creatures in the maze that you had to get past. There was a sphinx that Harry got past by trying to solve a riddle. They didn't do it. Also, the maze was on the Quidditch pitch. This reminds me of Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> the rules. The pattern of it. If, mm-hmm. you, if you um, if they zoom out, you'll kind of see how it looks like a maze. Just from like the, from the shot up. But yeah, you'll see it. <laughs> Doesn't matter how many times I've seen it, I jump. Like... Those rose bushes are oh alive, God, man. That is, like, it, again, this, this, these scenes gave me so much anxiety because you just had no idea. They, they weren't, they had no. You, from when, when you read the book, and then you watch the movie, it's just like, what the, f- bro's got some scorpion eyes. Jeez. I can yeah, tell she's, she's terrified. Uh, Fle- Fleur's having a panic attack. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> He's imperious, by the way. Damn. Oh, and that's even more creepier seeing all them vines come out and grab her ass like that. I mean, that's that just weird. But yeah, Crumb had the Imperious Curse put on him by Moody. <clears throat> that... That shot right there absolutely... Was freaky. Very sinister too. Like the the crazed look in his eye. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just the look in his eye. It was just like the eyelids, like the like the white eye, the white eyelid contacts. Like that was just weird. <laughs> like I said, I mean the, the the way that Crumb's eyes looked, it looked like Scorpion from Mortal Kombat. Get over here! (laughs) I've been in one of those wins before. (laughs) They don't look fun, I can tell. I I never. they're, they're, They're not fun at all. They are absolutely not fun at all. The trophy! Oh god damn it. Oh damn. <gasps> Draw oh, shit. And the the way that I bewitched isn't it. He was imperious. He was like I said, like I don't understand this part, like because they were supposed to be friends, so they're and they're just like acting like enemies. 
Whoa. Uh, oh my god. Whoop! Tripped ya. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Go save him, man! Help your boy out! Uh oh! oh my God, like he's just like he's just dragging them. Things are just like dragging his ass. There you go, Harry. Now, one thing that Dumbledore mentioned is that people changed in the maze, and as you can see, like people really did change. It's really weird. <laughs> Thanks. That definitely took a dark turn right there. Like Harry even said, uh, yeah, I thought I was going to let, let it get you too. What's with the wind? I, I, I don't understand. Like, what's with the freaking wind? Like, it was never mentioned in the books. Like I said, the, the, the maze scene has always kind of perplexed me. Because I never understood what Michael, what what Newell or Warner Brothers was going for in this point. Jeez, where are they now? Oh, I've seen this graveyard before. Riddle. Oh my God, they're in the they're in the Grim Reaper's yard. Someplace not good. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> there it is, the Riddle House. I, again, I get it. I get that it's a that it's a graveyard, but for God's sakes, what's with all the the, the Grim Reapers and the skulls and all that crap? Jeez, Tom Riddle. <laughs> I saw nineteen oh five. Wow. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy! Just get out! Oh my God! Oh that, shit! What? Bumbleclat! <laughs> I was gonna say that look oh, like fucking Gollum. Oh. oh my gosh! Oh shit! The first victim of Voldemort as he's coming back. And here we go. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. <sighs> Holy. This right here, when I first watched the movie, was unreal. Like, I felt so much anxiety watching this. This is the most darkest ever, I know. Like, just the way how that Voldemort infant looked. He's conjuring him up. Dude, just cut off his own fucking hand. Jeez. Oh my god. Oh. Okay, he may not have cut Harry's hand off, but for God's sakes, digging into his skin. Oh no. Oh my gosh. Oh, and here it is. The rise 
of Voldemort. Like I said, when I first saw this scene in the movies, I got so much anxiety because seeing it for the first time, it terrified me. Oh, man. That is just eerie as hell. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Ralph Fines, I think, uh, 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 Fines, th- that's how you pronounce his name, playing Voldemort here. Whew. Oh, it's happened. Lord Voldemort has risen. So, in, in, in the books, though, it says that. Voldemort has red eyes, but I, I I didn't mind. Didn't mind at all that he didn't have red eyes, by the way. Ooh, that would have been crazier. It it really would have been. It really been crazy. The other Hogwarts tale. I I gotta get, you gotta give Ralph Fiennes some credit. He absolutely was the perfect actor to play Voldemort. He really did a great job playing Voldemort. Oh, jeez. Oh, my God. Oh. This is a Ghostbusters moment, man, right here, man. Just like. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell is that? Jeez. And here you go. Hitler has his. No, never mind. (laughs) God, no. His minions. The wizard Nazi leader has his Nazi regime army. So anyway, um, so the reason why that Voldemort does not have any red eyes was because the filmmakers ultimately decided not to give him red eyes because they felt that one wouldn't be able to read the emotions in the eyes if they got modified. And that's true. I kind of see where they were going with that. There were signs, my slippery friend. I, again, again, I I need to give Ralph Fiennes so much credit because he is such a brilliant English actor, and they could not have picked the more perfect actor to play Lord Voldemort. He was absolutely brilliant in every single movie that he played Voldemort. But it's Slytherin doing your man as well, Floyd doing here. I know he's connected. <laughs> so one thing that Ralph Fiennes, uh, another movie that he played in that uh, I really, I honestly love. Uh, so he was in the Hurt Locker. Um, he was also in Clash of the Titans, the remake of Clash of the Titans. But he also provided, uh, he he did he did a couple voice acting roles. Uh, one in the Prince of Egypt, and he also was in the Lego Batman movie. Which is interesting. Oh, I did not know that. Uh, I, I also did. I also didn't know this. He played Gareth Malloy, uh, Malory, uh in the James Bond series and Skyfall, uh, Spectra, and No Time to Die. I didn't. I, I I did not know that. I 
never saw I never I never recognized him in those movies so I'm kind of interesting how I it's kind of interesting how I never noticed it before and I I, I always find that interesting when you watch a movie and then you you read up on actors and the actresses who played in the movies and you don't, and, and, and sometimes you miss and, and you read up on how uh, there's, there's certain actors and actresses in the movie and you're just like, wow, how did I miss them? It was so weird. What? Oh my God. He was the perfect Voldemort. Damn, the expression. I'm telling you, Ralph. Finney's was brilliant and not to mention Daniel's acting in this movie got really good his dramatic acting got so much better also I just noticed a female Death Eater there and I'm trying to figure out who the flying fuck it is because in the book it was never mentioned like there was hardly any female Death Eaters so I'm trying to figure out who the hell it is Oh, dude, you're cheating. Damn, I like... Once again, I look, I hate to make the reference, but it's Hitler. He is the Hitler of the wizarding world. Yes. <laughs> All he's missed. Okay, no, no, no. Okay, you know what? I, I, I've said it so many times, so I don't even care now. All he's missing is the fucking Hitler mustache. Okay, <laughs> that's all. That's all he's missing. <laughs> see, actually, you know what? I'm starting to see what they were going for by not giving him red eyes. Now I can actually see their point. I can see their point. You definitely couldn't read the emotions if they would have changed his eyes from the natural color to red. Now I actually yes. see it. So they did a great. Oh, that was a great job on their on the on the filmmaker's point of view. That was a brilliant move. A brilliant fucking move. Whoa. Damn battle. I always thought that this was a brilliant, brilliant scene uh, because, it, you know, they didn't do exactly what was said in the books, but it didn't it didn't matter. The, 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 the first duel that Voldemort and Harry have are, are perfect, absolutely perfect. Priory Incantatum. Oh, my gosh, man, like. Whew. So, we can all tell that, by the way, this is CGI. We can all tell it's CGI, but it looks the way the CG, the the way the computer generated images were 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 presented in this scene was absolutely perfect. You you can again, you can tell that they're CGI, but oh, look who we got! We got mommy and daddy back. Oh, they can't help. Mm hmm. By the way, um, hold on a second. I gotta, I gotta also say this. 
Uh, we have uh, mid forties and mid fifties, mommy and daddy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> again, the the actor and actress that played Harry's parents, they did not look twenty one at all because when Harry's parents were killed, they were twenty one years old, so they did not look twenty one at all. They saved him. Oh my Be gosh. Gone. No! <laughs> oh Foiled no! Again, my Potter. Poor Cedric. Oh my God. Oh boy. There's no victory in that. No, there's no victory in any of this. So, so again, getting back to the scene of getting back to the scene of the fight, like the the, the again the computer generated imagers did a fantastic job with that scene they did a fantastic job of creating the scene creating the um how do i put the uh, they did a, they did a really good job of creating the atmosphere they did a great job of creating just the the all-around you know uh conflict with both harry and voldemort so they did a, they did a fantastic job Another thing about this uh, difference between the book and the movie is that both Cedric and both Cedric's parents were there, not just his father. So it was, I, I yeah, I don't know. I mean, there is it just me and Nico or like, I mean, again, this, this is going to all the differences that actually happen, like the tiny little nicks and crannies that are the tiny little changes from the book to the movie. It doesn't affect my score. It's the big things that affect my score. And I feel like, like, does, does, is it the big things that affect your score of this movie as well? I would say, you know, just seeing this movie so far, you know, I, I would say the number four is definitely one of my favorite ones out of the Harry Potter franchise. It doesn't really affect my score at all watching this, although, you know, with the lack of the CGI and whatnot, it's still, it's still a fantastic film. Number four was definitely a brilliant movie. I um, so number one and number two always have a place in my heart, but I feel like number four, I felt like was I, I don't know. I mean, I, I just feel like number four was probably the best out of all eight films. I would say, you know what? Because one thing I liked that it had, it had a combination of adventure. There was also a little bit of a, you know, a little dark. One of the scenes was a little bit dark, and mm -hmm. as well, um, like uh, there was a little bit of like a high school moment, you know, like you know, everyone getting ready to go to the prom. Like there were so many fun things in this film, and I would definitely say the the little horror aspect was actually mm -hmm. interesting. A little bit, just they had just a little tad bit. Ow. <laughs> and here's where everything starts coming out. Uh oh. Polyjuice potion the... wearing off there, buddy, huh? <laughs> Who are you turning into? <gasps> so again, uh, two two perfect actors uh, that that were cast in this movie. Brendan Gleeson as Mad-Eye Moody, and of course, uh, Ralph uh, Fiennes as, as Lord Voldemort. And 
Uh, he never said he was in a graveyard. And here we go. It's it's starting to all come out now. Now it comes out <laughs> that the professor that he thought the the t- the tough Aurar that he thought that Alistair Moody was is nothing but a crook. <laughs> but the coolest crook ever, though. Mm, I wouldn't say that much because he's he's part of he's. Did he just flip him off? <laughs> I thought he, I could have sworn he just flipped him off. <laughs> yep, there you go. There's your answer, Anika. <laughs> Moody put his name in the goblet of fire. Anyway, I would say he was the greatest crook of all time, but I was just like, nope, he's he's with he's with the wizard Nazis. <laughs> Oh crap. What is that? Oh boy. <laughs> Whoa. Dumbledore to the rescue, thank Jesus. Yes. <laughs> And Dumbledore, man, he just came in like, I don't think so. (laughs) I like the way he's like, are you Alistair Moody? No. (laughs) 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 Well, remember remember earlier in the movie when he said you wouldn't, don't even bother asking me what's in the trunk. You wouldn't believe me if I told you. Oh, look what's in it. (laughs) The real Alistair Moody. Jeez. <laughs> he, okay. looked right at, he Snape looked right at Harry. If I was Harry, I'd be like, uh, you owe me an apology, dude. That's what the good God. The heck is Oh my god. Yeah, you we uh, well we've seen someone transform we've seen Harry transform into someone with Polly just posted. Now it's weird to see him transform. There he is. <laughs> they knew that something was not right with him. Told ya. <laughs> You know, and I've actually seen people actually get the dark mark tattoo tattooed on their forearm, and I never understood why people did that. <laughs> I mean, my, I mean, me myself, I've got four tattoos. I'm, I'm going to be adding a new one here very, very soon. But I mean, I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm will not get a. De- I'm a Harry Potter fan through and through, but I'm not getting a Death Eater tattoo on me. Sorry, that's a no go. <laughs> 
Wow, Snape is like I've, I've always you wondered scum. About, I've always wondered about that tongue thing. <laughs> I've always wondered about that tongue thing. Um, let me let me see what what that was about. Uh, so all I'm getting from right here is uh, that tongue thing. So so it was added into the movie because they needed to give foreshadowing to the audience with that Barty Crouch Jr. was impersonating Mad-Eye. Okay, I mean, I, that makes sense. It's kind of weird, though, because he it looked like he was like trying to imitate a freaking snake. <laughs> And again, this is this is where everything officially just hit the fan in Harry's life. This is exactly where he he saw someone die before his very eyes. You know, because he because he was too young to he was too young to remember his parents dying, but he finally sees somebody get murdered, and it's just it, it changes you it, when you see somebody when you see somebody get killed right in front of your eyes. It changes you as a person. Doesn't matter how tough you are. It will change you as a person. And now things for Harry have just gotten so serious because not only is Lord Voldemort back, but now Harry is a changed person going in, going into now turning 15 here very, very soon. And it, it, you can you can feel the emotions you can feel the emotions you can feel just how harry is going to be changing you know he's dealing with grief and lost and as well now people are going to be seeing him now like as either as an enemy or a friend exactly <laughs> set the curtains on fire by accident this was never in the books but I did like this scene because it gave gave Gambin another chance or, or another scene with Daniel to to really develop not just the relationship with him and Daniel but also develop the relationship with Dumbledore and Harry at the same time so I did like this scene even though it was not part of the well, the whole thing right here was the, the, the whole thing right here was supposed to be in Dumbledore's office. But I did like this one, too. And also. Again, two things that bothered me about this movie was the the absence of the house elves and the absence of Sirius, because Sirius was also a big part of this book. And don't you know, get me wrong. This, sorry. sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> you I was only showed say, up once. I was, I was about... <laughs> Jeez, okay. Okay. You first. He basically only showed up once, you know, in that fire pit scene. Serious. Yeah. He showed up. He showed up once, but he was, he, you know, after he, after the fire scene, he ended up coming to Hogwarts and hiding out in a cave. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> <laughs> Careful, Hermione. He wants to. 
No, 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 no. I'm not going to make that joke. No, no, no. I've already made too many controversial jokes tonight, damn it. <laughs> I caught myself in the nick of time. <laughs> <laughs> so even though this was a dark, like, even though this was a dark turning point for Harry and his life, this, the, the, the ending scene was absolutely, could not have been perfect. Couldn't have been more perfect. I like because how you see you see the Durmstrang and the Bobaton students leaving and even though that you know that there's going to be some hard times for Harry because again Voldemort is back and now you but you, you you still get a little bit of happiness in this in the in this movie it 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 actually did put a great the, the, again I love the ending scene to this movie a bittersweet feeling because you know like like all the other guests are uh, yeah I was, I was gonna say yeah it, it's it's definitely a very bittersweet ending because at both ends you know and i'm glad they patch things up a little <laughs> bit too which is good <laughs> she's like make sure you guys write both of you Ron's like, you know I won't. And she turns to Harry and she's like, oh yeah, every week. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> like I said, the the ending to this movie was so bittersweetly perfect. Like Aww, I said, don't so you cool. don't you, don't you wish the Titanic could have done that? Then then it would have just like. <laughs> Everybody would have survived, including Jack. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and the and the Black Pearl will survive too. <laughs> I'm not gonna be it. <laughs> and there it is. We have ended year four of Harry Potter, and now we—that uh, is it. Harry Potter and the uh, and the Goblet of Fire. That is it, folks. And now. We move into year four, or not year four, year five. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so, not going to lie, um, the next two movies are actually going to get the lowest score from me. They're, they're going to get the lowest score out of all the Harry Potter movies, actually. <laughs> I, I'm actually, I'm, I know I'm spoiling that for people, but it, ugh, it, I just, I wasn't a fan of the next two movies, but they're still Harry Potter films, and I got to respect that. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Alrighty, so uh, as usual, both me and Anika, we always wrap up the show by giving our rating, our score on the movies. And then what we do is we add the the both of our scores and come up with a final score for this movie. So uh, I went, no, uh, Anika went first last week. Yes. All right, so it is my so I will go ahead and go first, and then Anika is going to be going uh, giving her score next week first as well. So, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. I say it is. It's the best one. I I felt like it was the best one of the entire series. Um, one and two have always been a very spe always will I think actually get the uh, it'll always get the highest rating for me is one and two. 
uh, one and two will always have the highest ratings out of the Harry Potter movies, but this one is going to get a nice nine and a half from me, 9.5 from me. And the thing about it is that I thought about giving this movie below nine, but I couldn't do it. I could not do it. And the reason why I couldn't do it is because this movie was too good. This movie really was too good. And it would not do this movie justice to not give this movie an above nine score. So nine and a half out of 10 Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire gets from me. And, and, and the only, so again, the only issue that I have with this movie is major plot points were taken away. So major plot points from the book were taken out and not put into this movie. That's the only issue that I have with this movie, but it still gets a solid nine and a half out of 10 from me. Anika, your turn. I'm going to go a little bit above you. So I give this film a 9.7 because, you know, revisiting it again brought back a lot of memories for me because when I first time watched it in 2004, I really enjoyed every moment. You know, I kind of was like at that age where I'm like, geez, I remember, the, you know, my days in, in high school and whatnot. But most of all, I like the fact that it talks about the importance of, you know, like, although, you know, this craziness happened between us, you know, the important thing is that we just got to learn to just like leave it alone, you know, because friendship is so important at the end of the day. So I'm glad they maintained their friendship, although they had trials and tribulations and obstacles in front of them. They still kept that friendship. So, yeah. All right. 9.7 out of 10. So I gave the lowest one, but Aniki gave the highest one. But out of all of our scores added up, this movie gets a 9.6 out of 10. And actually, that's the that's the third lowest that we've given it all four, all four movies. Cause no, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Actually, no, Harry Potter and the chamber of secrets got 9.6 out of 10 and Harry Potter and the sorcerer's stone got 9.8 out of us. So, I mean, what does that tell you about the first four films? I mean, the only one that both me and Anika have given the lowest score of is Harry Potter and the prisoner of Azkaban. So, I mean, that should tell you something. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, that is going to do it for me and Anika. Guess what? Don't worry about, though, uh, you having to wait a whole week for another podcast. I'm going to be back tomorrow doing my collaboration podcast with Don Dishes, a local Seattle artist. Um, and we will be doing the Friday, starting the Friday trilogy series. And it will be continuing for the next three weeks. And don't worry about it. You're going to be seeing me and Anika next next Saturday for Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Yes. And Friday's a classic too. <laughs> classic film. Oh, Friday is all <laughs> Friday is always a classic. But guess what? That is it. And scene and for me and Anika, that is a cut, wrap and print. That's all folks. <laughs>